Welcome, everyone. I'm Kim Christensen, and this is the Peaceful Productivity Podcast, where I share strategies to help you get the most out of your time and feel better in the process. Hi, everyone. I'm going to dive right in, and I'm going to ask you, have you noticed that your ability to focus might have declined? I was thinking about this the other day. It seems like in today's day and age where technology is a pervasive part of our everyday lives, there seems to be heightened concern, I'll call it, about our ability to focus for any length of time. I actually don't think this is a new problem. I remember when I was growing up, there was a lot of concern about kids my age having the inability to focus for any longer than about five minutes, which just happened to be the average amount of time between commercial breaks on TV. There was this suggestion that we were training our kids to only pay attention for very short durations of time. And if this is true, I would suggest that that length of time is getting shorter and shorter as the competition out in the media and the technological environment, the competition to be interesting and provocative and grab people's attention, that has only increased over time. So this month in the Peaceful Productivity Community, we've been talking about focus and strengthening our ability to focus. Today, I want to share some of the things that I've been experimenting with for myself and with my clients as it relates to the ability to focus and some of the things that I've learned. One of the first things that we did at the beginning of the month was to revisit Chris Bailey's TED Talk titled, How to Get Your Brain to Focus. For those of you who aren't familiar with Chris Bailey's work, I highly recommend his book called the Productivity Project. He's always inspiring me to try new things and experiment with different productivity techniques. Productivity is a function of my own self-awareness and what works best for me and my motivation individually. And I think Chris is really great at demonstrating and inspiring different ways to grow this self-awareness. Anyway, I digress. What I love about this TED Talk from Chris Bailey is that he offers a new perspective on distractions. When I think about distractions, I often think about the distractions that happen to me. The notification appears, the phone rings, the kid walks into my home office. And this is true. Those are one type of distraction. But the distraction that Chris talks about in his TED Talk is the distraction opportunity that arrives from our own brain. Standard productivity advice is to minimize the opportunities for distractions. Turn off the notifications, turn off the phone, put a sign on your office door when you don't want to be interrupted. And that's all very sound advice. However, what it doesn't necessarily address is those distractions that we provide to ourselves. 
And that's what Chris is talking about. What he suggests is that our ability to focus is less about the distractions that are presented to us and more about the distractions that we seek out. I think this is so brilliant, this distinction, because I've often noticed this about myself and my own brain. I could be sitting in a distraction-free room, everything that I could totally want and need. I could be in a vacuum and still have the thought, perhaps I should check Google or Facebook right now, or maybe I should check my phone just to make sure that nothing urgent has arrived. So often I'm not even mindful of that thought. I'll I'll often just happily take that thought by the hand and follow it wherever it wants to take me. And as we've been doing a lot of mindfulness exercises this month, I was so surprised at how often this thought appears and more importantly, how often I mindlessly follow it down the rabbit hole. That self-awareness alone has been huge. And I think the reason why is that I've never really seen myself as someone who's easily distracted, let alone someone who is distracting herself. And yet, simply by paying attention to it, I've learned that I am indeed being offered this thought from my brain quite frequently, and I'm distracting myself more than I had originally thought. If you want to try this out for yourself, it's an easy thing to pay attention to. As you're working on something, you'll notice first how many times your brain offers you the suggestion that you should do something else and how often you actually follow that suggestion. Over time, the more you pay attention, the more you'll notice these things without too much effort. Something that I want to offer that's really key here is to stay in that noticing and curiosity energy as you conduct this experiment. The moment you shift to self-judgment or should thoughts, I shouldn't be distracting myself, I should pay attention, I should, whatever it is. When you notice those should thoughts about your ability to pay attention, The moment you find yourself doing that is the same moment that you are actually distracting yourself with things like guilt and shame. This is not an exercise to find reasons to beat up on yourself. It's an exercise to build self-awareness, which is awesome. Noticing your thoughts without judgment is the most important step to creating peaceful productivity. The other thing that I like about Chris's TED Talk, in addition to highlighting those moments when I'm distracting myself, is the idea that I can also take steps to improve my attention management. There are things that I can do to increase my ability to focus. It's not completely outside of my control. The reason why is because if I've trained my brain to seek out stimulation, and distraction, I can also train my brain to pay attention and to focus. It relates back to this whole idea of neuroplasticity 
and the ability to change any habit, including the habit of distracting ourselves with our own ideas and our own suggestions. So today I would like to offer some techniques for changing this habit. The beautiful thing about these techniques is that they will work well for changing any habit, not just this distraction habit. You could apply these same techniques to changing habits around procrastination, around resistance, mindless eating, mindless scrolling. So the process for changing the habit is comprised of three things. The first one is that thought awareness that I was talking about earlier. The second is making a conscious decision. And the third one is emotional awareness. So thought awareness is simply paying attention to your own thoughts with curiosity and compassion. The second part, making a decision, this is really important because it distinguishes our interest in doing something from our commitment to doing something. If you've often had the thought, oh, I should exercise more or I want to get in shape, those thoughts signify interest in something. The difference between interest and commitment actually following through on something is really founded in the decision. So making a decision about what it is that you're going to do in certain situations, how you're going to show up, what you're going to do. And the third component is around emotional awareness. And I often say the gap between knowing something intellectually and actually doing something, that gap is coming from a feeling. Whether you're doing something that you don't want to be doing or you're not following through on something that you do want to be doing. The link between your interest, desire, commitment, your intention, and the subsequent behavior, the follow through, the link between those two things comes from a feeling. So having an awareness of what's driving our behaviors starting with thought awareness, followed by making decisions, followed by emotional awareness, that's really the key to changing any behavior, any habit. So in practice, what this might look like is when you notice yourself with the urge to distract yourself, for example, maybe I'm writing an article and I think, I should research this fact more. I should go on to Google, or maybe I should check my phone. When I have those thoughts, I simply notice them and maybe say something like, my brain is offering me the option to do something else right now. Simply identifying the thought and telling yourself a very neutral story about it will help to reduce the emotional charge. It will also help to reduce the self-judgment habit. You could say something like, my brain is offering me a suggestion. That's it. I don't have to do anything other than notice this thought. 
I have the option of following the suggestion or keep doing what I'm doing. Whatever I decide is fine. But I am going to make a conscious decision in this moment rather than an unconscious decision. I'm going to respond and choose the direction I want to take rather than react unconsciously. And with any decision, I always suggest it's an excellent idea to check in with your emotional state as you are making that decision. So what is the energy driving this decision? Am I deciding to pick up my phone from a place of boredom? And if so, that's fine. Better than fine because it presents me with an opportunity to better understand my relationship with boredom. Am I unconsciously believing that boredom is a bad thing? And if so, what is the problem with boredom? Alternatively, what's the value of boredom? These are all great questions to ask when you find yourself distracting yourself because of an unconscious resistance to boredom. Just knowing what drives our behaviors is so valuable before we even think about changing them, knowing where they come from. Sometimes even that self-awareness all by itself is enough to change the behavior, just understanding where it's coming from. And sometimes through the self-awareness, we realize that it's not even a problem. So regardless of the insights gained through this exercise, the secret to change starts with self-awareness and specifically through thought awareness and emotional awareness. That is where all of our behaviors originate. Regardless, if you want to change the behavior or maybe you're happy with the way you are showing up and you just want to build self-confidence and understanding of the origin of these behaviors starts in the thoughts and emotions. So in summary, if you're interested in increasing your ability to focus, the place to start is to pay attention to how often you're distracting yourself. Notice your thoughts and your feelings that are fueling your desire to seek out distraction. Is it being fueled by a resistance to boredom or some other feeling? If so, Decide that this is a great opportunity to look at your relationship with boredom. Why might you unconsciously believe that boredom is a problem? And what is this resistance to boredom creating for you in your life? For information on how to create more peaceful productivity in your life, please visit my website, financialwellnesscoach.ca. Thanks, everyone.